Do you want me to do the music? All right, Alex, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, boys and germs, welcome to the crack pit number six. Um, and that's again, it's myself, Damien Hennigan, and I'm joined today again with Alex Chongy. And we're going to shy talk again about some things that we've learned, but today's is Alex's turn to tell us what he has learned over the couple of years, I suppose, in the fitness industry. And I'm going to do my best to derail him as much as possible. And we had a very interesting conversation before we started with all, all about relationships. And I think Alex has some fucking very interesting insights into relationship stuff. And maybe we'll diverge into that a, li- a little bit again, because I think Aww. you have very interesting, interesting and insights. And you have, you have knowledge that you've settled me down Today I was I was about to go smash, um, but you but you've settled me down and you've given Hulk me mode. yeah okay. pretty much but yeah uh, you've settled me down on fucking on a couple of things but it's good anyway anyway Alex um, so you it's the seven wonders of seven years or the seven wonders of the world is it we're going to talk about today seven, uh, seven lessons seven oh, years yeah that's right seven that's lessons right. seven hey. lessons yeah go on oh, Oz told me the other day she was like oh we paused. Yeah. Loz was like, does Damo know your surname's not Chongy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Chong. I was like, I was like, does Damo know I'm not like my surname's not Chongy? I was just checking. It's okay. You can call me Chongy. You can call me whatever you want. Man, that's what that's, that's what I've called you for years. I, I know it's Chong, but like <laughs> I have oh, I, cool. I have fucking names for everyone. Like I call it like Lee that does the podcast. He's Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. Okay. Mr. Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like if if you if you were living in Ireland, like if you if you were in Ireland with me and you were Irish, you'd be calling me Hennigan the whole time. Okay. And I I'd, I'd be calling you Changi, even though it's Chang. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, but that that because in Ireland you you more or less refer to people by their second name. You're like ah oh, Bannon, what's the crack? Ah oh, fucking Hegarty, how the hell are you? You know, it's Hegarty. just Hegarty. Yeah, <laughs> it's just second names are the ones that you, are used most more so than even your first name. Oh, good, or, that's a- or it, Everyone or calls it, me Chong anyway. Yeah, that, that's it. That's that's how I know it as well. Or else there's a swear word used there. I fucking you cunt you. How are things? It's <laughs> calling people cunts. That's yeah. fair enough. Fair enough. Term, term of endearment. Hey, how, how epic has um, Jacked and Juicy been lately? By the way, unbelievable, unbelievable. It's been fucking. Go- how many did we have on um, Thursday? Uh, we only had like 10, but it's been like the highlights of my week. Like just, it's like someone messaged me going, you should make money from this. And I was like, how? We, yeah. <laughs> we sell a subscription, sell a gym membership, like a monthly yeah. membership. So just to fill people in on what we're talking about, in case you don't know what we're talking about, every Tuesday and Thursday, myself and Alex uh, run this half an hour workout. It's called the Virtual Jacked and Juicy. And basically what it is, is uh, me with one dumbbell doing some exercises, but uh, Alex, being the biggest tech nerd I know in CrossFit, sets up a green screen behind me and puts all graphics in it. We, he plays obnoxiously loud music, normally Russian hard bass, and I think that was a little bit of my influence. But then he puts all these graphics in where there's like, when you finish rounds and stuff, there's explosions and there's all sorts. And people that are on this, and we do this via Zoom, like live on Zoom, so you can join in. Um, so you, if you get the Zoom link, you can be part of it. And while we're going around the workout, you, you highlight people. 
and they do flex cam and fucking everything. It's sick. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think I've just gone live on Australian CrossFitters again because I didn't tweak the settings. Oh, that's all right. So we're live on there as well. Hey, Australian CrossFit. <laughs> giddy up, giddy up. Um, um, uh, well, I will disable that next time because I, I feel like I should, I don't want to like spam that channel too much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great, it's a fucking awesome thing. And, and, and it's, it was your idea. I just created a, a Jack and Juicy at home program. Like it was a bodybuilding program at the start of lockdown just to try and go, uh, figure out how to go online. But you were the guy that can, you know, put this in a, like a, a fancy package as a streaming service. And there's a lot of dickheads out there putting up fitness shit that's boring as fuck. And I feel our stuff, you could put it on the telly and just dance around the living room and have the crack. Like, yeah. I actually, actually, when I'm doing it, I'm like, this is a sick track. And I'm like just <laughs> bopping in the back. It's, um, yeah. I just figured we'll, uh, I just don't know how we can make money from it yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, how do you, how do you get, uh, how do you sell a gym membership? I don't know. Fuck knows. I've, I've, I've forgotten. I've actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jesus. true. Well, listen, we could, I think this is what we could do because uh, God knows who knows what's going to happen on Sunday with the, what, what they say about restrictions. I don't think there's going to be much, that we will be able to do. Maybe the bubble of five kilometers might go to 10 kilometers. But other than that, I really can't see, like people are talking about the gyms opening up. That's not happening. That's definitely not fucking happening. Um, no. So like, you know, what is the future of people doing fitness? Um, because I know when I, my gym opens back up, it, there will be, when it, we, we are allowed to do that, we're going to be so limited in the amount of people that I'll be charging a lot more because the cost of running a fucking facility is expensive. So maybe the online space and being able to offer like virtual classes so people can do that in the comfort of their own home and then they pay a subscription. So we promote it like you'd promote your regular gym on our social media, but you do this from the comfort of your own home with minimal equipment. And if you buy the subscription, then you have access to all the replays. Well, I was like, I always envisioned the, um, the the jacked and juicy being more of a show and i think we talked about it like you know like we're doing like the crack pit thing separately but it's almost like i wanted the the jacked and juicy thing to be when we come came back to have like this bigger kind of show around it like you know you get to jacked and juicy at the end but before it we've created this whole like world like i don't know if you've seen this guy called dr disrespect but he's just he's in some he's in some studio in like america and he's just, he's created like this whole world where he's like the best dude in the world and he just plays games. But instead of playing games, we'll get him on jacked. But before it, you know, we talk about stuff because I think if there's one thing we've learned from coaching is that it doesn't matter how good your programming is. If people, you know, all the other shit, if people don't have that locked in, then then it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a piece of shit anyway. So I was almost wondering if, like the Jack and Juicy show, if we create like a content list of things we wanted to talk about that would eventually get to, you know, so people came and they watched, but obviously we got fucked over by uh, stage four. So, but stage four did teach us about how we could do this from Bali, which is Yes, amazing. that's yeah. fucking what I fucking learned. I'm, I'm getting on a call with, um, you don't remember Maka? You remember Maka? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's over, he's over there. So I'm on a call later on with him. Just want to chat him about 
being over there and what's it like and just get an idea of cost of living over there are you doing it on here are you doing it on the on like on the yeah you're gonna make a podcast of it maybe that's a good idea but I, i'm just kind of yeah maybe i will i'll record I'll it anyway it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'll, I'll record it to see what the crack is. Um, because yeah, well, I, I, I figured out a way of making money without needing a gym. And I'm actually finding that I'm getting better results with people because the, I think a lot of the people I'm working with are people that actually don't really want to go to a gym. Maybe they're, you know, slightly embarrassed because they are a little bit more overweight, but I'm getting results just by keeping them accountable online. And it's going really well. And yeah, all I need is a fucking laptop, a good Wi-Fi connection, um, uh, and, a, and a microphone. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Your little gift. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, fucking Bali could be on the cards. Who knows? I think so, man. But oh. anyway, just before we get into your seven wonders of seven years, um, just to, and I'll put it in the, the the text bar, the description of this uh, podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday at twelve p.m. We're doing virtual jacked and juicy um, via Zoom. So just click on that link or use that link. And sometimes, most of the time, we go live on Functional You Facebook page. Um, so you can follow along there and see the replays. And I think you've put the replays also on YouTube. Yep. Yeah. And it's called yep. Fun- Functional You Channel, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think most of the replays are there. I've got to, I've got to go back and check. Yeah, and we'll start putting stuff up and maybe more on our uh, our own social media little snippets because we did have to, we had a few snippets from the very first couple of episodes and they were fucking sick. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then and then just like lockdown just dragged on a whole lot more like a whole lot more months than we thought it would. Absolutely, it yeah. kind of dipped for a bit, and then we started doing some intros, and then it dipped, and then now and now it's peaked again. Because we've just been like, fuck Facebook and your, and your ridiculous like music rights. Mm. And we're just, so you've really got to catch the live show because if you don't catch the live show, Facebook mutes the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's fucking, man, I get into it as well. Like after, like after yesterday's session, I was fucked. I was like, I was sweating. Well, I, was, I know it was hot, but I was sweating. I fucking got the pump on. So like this stuff works. It's like my second workout for the day. So I train twice a day on a Tuesday and a Thursday now. And that's my first workout. I'm like, I feel good from it. I feel fucking good. It actually feels like back in my day when I used to partake in some substances, Mm. it actually feels when like the bass cranks up and you'd like turn it light enough and you've got, you know, everyone talks about the runner's high. Mate, there's like the pump high, (laughs) the juicy high. Okay. It is literally a fucking rave in your living room. It is. You got to turn down the lights and just be like, Okay. reach for the lasers pop and pingers <laughs> all right mr alex um let's go with your seven lessons seven lessons what's lesson number one number one uh lesson number one would be start with why start with why like you got to get your brain sorted you got to figure out your uh your reasons for training um and if your reasons for training is just i want to get better at life that's great but if that's is that gonna um you know, is that going to get you out of bed uh, in the morning? And, you know, like, I think that's one thing that I spent a lot of time on is, well, I never started with why. I just wanted to, like, get really, you know, heavy 1RMs and all that kind of stuff in CrossFit. But if you don't know why you're doing anything, then at some point during your training, you're going to be like, nah, fuck it. And then if you know why, if you're like, oh, I'm going to get a million dollars, you'll be like, fuck it, you know? Um, 
And I think that's a big reason I've been training for the last, you know, 10 years is because I've, I'm a gym owner. That's my why. <laughs> Can't look like a fat, fat turd as a gym owner. No, that's so good. You got to be your nah. own, you got to be your own business card. Mm. And like, I feel like, you know, if I was thinking about this on my run today as, as a little analogy, like you could have, you know, all the, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the party analogy. Cause we've like, we're, but you could have all the drugs in the world. And if you don't want to be at the party, they're not going to help shit. And I'm talking like, you know, you could have every all your ducks in a row. And if you don't know why you're, why you're training, then you're still not going to get yourself to the gym and do that, do the things that need to be done. Yeah. So can I ask you a question on that? My partying lifestyle or, or the why? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to ask, you're allowed, you're allowed to ask about the why. You are allowed to talk about my sordid UK past. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, we'll get, that's a whole other podcast. Um, myself <laughs> and Lee were talking about that. Uh, we're going to take a particular drug and then do a podcast while we're on the drug. So, wow. okay. yeah, so we're open to suggestions. You guys, I, we've, I've pretty much taken everything and I'm sure Alex has pretty much taken his fair share as well. So you, you guys out there this are listening. This was a past life. This was a past life, not my current life. Past, you know, yeah, sort of past for me, still present. But I am. Um, I was dabbled. <laughs> I dabbled. So if there's any suggestions of drugs you'd like us to take um, and then talk about it while we're on it, while doing a podcast, we're open to suggestions. Nothing. I'm not part of this podcast, by the way. Just, just let you know. <laughs> I live a very pure life now. No, I'll get when the fucking bubble fucks off. I'll corrupt you again, um, Alex. So my question: um, How do you, as a like gym owner and a coach, how do you get to the the person's real why? Um, I think you've got to. You've just got to find like no one likes discomfort. And I think you got to look towards what makes you uncomfortable. What are your uncomfortable, you know, what are the situations throughout the, your day that makes you uncomfortable and then find out why those things make you uncomfortable, you know, whether it's social situations, like, or there's an exercise where you go, it's called the five whys. And, you know, and you ask the question, why? Like, you know, I want to lose weight. And you're like, why? Uh, because my clothes don't fit. Well, why is that important? Well, my clothes don't fit. It makes me feel uncomfortable and, you know, I'm, I'm not confident. Well, why is that important? Because I care about what people think about me. Why is that important? You know, you keep drilling down and keep drilling down into the, the whys. Um, but it's almost, it's got to be something that's, you know, that's, that's very real and authentic to you. Because if you're like, I just want to lose weight because I want abs. Mm. It's like, well, that's not, that's not going to fucking make you go out and do, you know, go for a run. In no. the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the, yeah. the winter. It's a, that's only the superficial reason of why yeah. someone starts something. But uh, yeah, yeah, I that's what I found as well. You gotta dig below the surface because there's always there's some trauma that's happened there somewhere, and there's a reason why. Uh, for example, if weight gain for people, it's it's a it's a shield. Eating food and putting on that like putting on that weight is almost like a shield to what's happening. And um, a friend of mine has said it this way: is when people use negative words towards themselves, like oh, I, I like I'm a fat lump or I'm a slob and this that. It's like they're calling themselves that. So if someone else says it to them, they've already like absorbed some of the pressure. They've absorbed some of it because oh well, I call myself that anyway, so that's okay if they call it to me. Like you know, so there it's kind of this this endless cycle of putting themselves down. And also out of another, I had another client that used to like go on dates 
And before she'd go on the date, she'd tell the person, like meeting them on Tinder or whatever, they hadn't even seen each other in real life yet, that, oh, or just so you know, I'm chubby. Like that sort of stuff, that sort of a mindset. I know it's, it's kind of a self-protection thing, but that's the wrong mindset to be in if you want to make a change in your life because you've already kind of, you've already given up. You've already like, sh- like shot yourself in the foot and you've kind of reconfirmed to yourself that, oh, well, this is the way I am. So we got to dig, as us coaches, we've got to dig to the reason why you think that way and then get to the real reason why you want to change. A really good book to uh, to read, and it's one of those books you read, and you're just like, "Is this is this book about me? Am I in, am I in like the Truman Show? And is this person writing about me?" Is a book called Mel Robbins. Um, hold on, it's it's by Mel Robbins, and it's called um, "Take Control of Your Life." And so all the things that we talked about before this. So like attachment theory, um, it's all behavioral, psych- like um, child psychology stuff. Think about like when you're young, if you think about your life as like a big pond and like a drop, you know, drops in the bottom and like there's ripples, like these ripples generally for most of us are very similar. So if you had like a bit of trauma when you were younger, where you were the outsider and part of being an outsider is that, you know, social inclusion is really important because genetically or like historically, if you're an outsider, you're probably going to die. Then you end up having exhibiting um, behaviors of being a bit of a larrikin because you, you want to be a larrikin first so that you have put yourself in control to push your, to be an outsider. But this book, like what she does is she does um, going off topic, but what she does is she, identifies different kind of personas and just puts names to them. And then what happens is, you know, she's interviewing them. That's the style of the book. And the person's like, Oh, well this happened. And then, and then she starts just breaking down all the shit that probably would have happened in the way that that person would be at work, how their personality is, why they're a perfectionist. And you're just sitting there, just reading this book, just going, I know someone like that. And then the chapter that's about you, you're like, is there a camera full? <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's the craziest book. You should totally read it. Like okay. Mel Robbins, take control of your life. Take control. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna get that one. I'll, you'll uh, message me and you'll be like, I am totally Abby. <laughs> <laughs> so she characterizes the 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 the, the personality types. Yeah, yeah dude. Okay. It's crazy. Crazy. Ma- Mel Robbins. Mel Robbins. Yeah. Okay. Mel Robbins. He's got a book called The Five Second Rule as well, which is pretty good. But I find all you need is like the, the general concept of it, of the five second rule is you have five seconds to do the things that, um, that you don't feel like doing, but that are going to progress you anyway, but you can read that later, but yeah, Sick. it's Good. crazy. Okay. Number one was, um, find your real why. Find your real why. Find your real why. Like that. Giddy up. Giddy up. All right, Mr. Uh, Alex, number two. Number two. Um, sort out your stress and recovery. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, this was pretty much the sleep one because I'm like, I feel like I was trying to, I was trying to look at like all the things that would make the biggest difference. Like I always looked at health, like a bit of a pyramid, you know, like you got sleep at the bottom or stress, then you got nutrition, then you got movement, then you got exercise, then you got purpose at the top. But then the more I think of it, the more I don't really think it's a pyramid. I think it's more like fucking dials. But for most people, 
if you sort out your stress and you sort out your recovery, which is encapsulated through sleep is the biggest one. If you sort that shit out, then you've probably got more time or more shit in your bucket to do stuff with, you know, like the more, like sleeps, the fucking sleeps, the, the fuel, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know? Good way of putting that sleep is the mm. fuel. Yeah. Like you could have your diet all sorted, but you're, you're less likely to have your diet sorted if you don't have your stress sorted, you know, like when you're super stressed, um, but yeah, that would be like, I, I thought it was like sleep more, but I think sleeping more isn't always the, the, the case. Like there's certain things that you can deal with with sleep. Um, like sleep is different for everyone. Most people need seven and a half hours sleep, but maybe you don't, I don't know. I think everyone's different, but if you can sort out your stress and your recovery and you feel good, you wake up the next day ready to like crush life. Amazing. If you're not waking up the next day ready to crush life, then you're probably, you know, something's fucked and you've got to sort it out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Like it's, you know yourself when you've had a good night's sleep. And I think everyone that's listened to this, like everyone has suffered with bad sleep at some stage in some way. Um, but when you get that good night's fucking sleep, man, your whole world is so different the next day. It's so different. It is like you are on top of things. Your your mind is clear. You're productive. Nothing gets in your way. So if I, I like that. I like that. I like I've kind of sorted out my sleep. I think not really. Like like the best sleep I ever get, hands down, is in like is in my family house in this one room. There's no fucking light, and it's something about being in my family house. It's just so comforting. Mm. I don't have to worry about work. I don't have to worry about the fucking coaches opening up the door the next day. It's just I wake up the next day. I'm just like, mom, give me some food. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, and it's like, and then the fucking, you know, my rice is there, my rice and chicken. And like <laughs> if I slept, if I slept in my family house, man, I'd be a weapon, like a oh. weapon of masses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but online, um, yeah. Online streaming, man, move back to New Zealand. Dude, tempting. Yeah. Very, very tempting. Yeah. It, it has crossed my mind. It has crossed my mind with all this, all the shit that's happening. Yeah. Or else, fuck it, man. The two of us get a villa in, in Bali to fuck. We just stream from over there. Train, <laughs> eat, and fucking and stream. Re rinse and repeat. This is the thing, though. Like, it's there's no overheads. You just need, you just need like the product's good and the limit. It's limitless. You know. I'm like, hmm, maybe. But we haven't. We okay, To be fair, we haven't made jack shit money from it yet. So, well, we but haven't. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, we ha we haven't marketed it that way. Like you know, at that moment, what we're doing it because people have no other option to do stuff. We're we're a charity. We're a charity gym at the moment. That's what we are, guys. I'm um I'm actually selling Damo's rip singlets for money. <laughs> we'll also sell his undies as well if, if that's what people want. We'll Whatever. Everything. Whatever. Whatever. I can autograph <laughs> them as well if you need. <laughs> right, someone will buy it. Someone yeah, will buy some, it. Someone somewhere. <laughs> You Use undies. <laughs> anyway, um, good stuff. So prioritizing or sorting your shit out basically and sleeping better. Yeah, I think it's whether like sleep is involved in that, stress is involved in that. Like if you, you know, if you're I think if you're taking work home with you, which I don't think you should, and we we all do it, 
you know, do you have some, a good deloading structure? Like, you know, do you practice gratitude? Are you able to disconnect from your work life? Like there's lots of things around that stress thing, which is what is the next thing that we talk about in my third lesson. But I think sorting out your stress so that you have that mental space, because mm. I think stress I'll associate with the brain, like the brain, if you, if your brain's full of shit, you can't deal with problems and you can't deal with hardship, you know, and sleep is a really good way of emptying that. But then you've got more active practices like meditation, like journaling and the shit's like, the sh it's not, it's pretty simple stuff. You know, write the, sh like, if you think that your brain's used for creative thinking, this is a concept that I'm, I read as like a, as a productivity book that I read ages ago, but you think of your brain as having mental space. And if your brain's only good at one thing, which is being creative and solving problems, it's not good for solving shit. Like, it's, I mean, it's not good for collecting and itemizing stuff. You know, you can learn how to be a memory wizard, but really your brain's used for collecting and create creativity. Now, if you fill that up with, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do like, and you've got a bazillion things that are happening in there, then you don't have any mental space. Now, further to that, you don't have any mental space if you don't, if you don't sleep because that mental space gets smaller and smaller. So there's lots of practices like that, that are about freeing up that mental space. Um, spear fishing is one of those. Yeah, best. good. Yeah, yeah. so do, doing something to just defrag. Oh, even, like, even like just like low level, low level um, being on social media, having your alerts on, knowing that at any given point, someone can get in touch with you. Just that when that alert goes on, you know, that shit is like, that clogs you up. Like your brain's kind of like, you don't think so, but your brain's waiting for that alert to happen. Cause when that alert happens, Ooh, someone's thinking about you. Someone's, you know, like that's fucking weird, man. Like that, that's like, I've, I've got this app called freedom. Please click on my affiliate link. I'll leave it below in the, in the, uh, in the notes. But um, you just click this thing and you go, I want freedom for like two hours and it bans you from, it bans you from, um, bans from all social media and bans you from all shitty apps on your mobile phone and your desktop. And you kind of sit there and you're like, at first you're like, fuck, I want to watch this YouTube video. But then after you get over that, you're like, actually, I've got two hours where I just have to focus on the shit I need to nice. do. Very good. Well, like that's, have you watched that documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma? Yeah. Yeah. That's, your, that's what you're talking about there. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if people haven't seen that doco, I think they should watch it because for a lot of people, they know that these apps are designed to like attract us in and, and keep us on our phones. But I think some people are unaware of this. And, and like you've just described it so well there that it's, 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 it's that bing that goes off on your phone. You're like, oh, who's that? Who's contacting me? And you really, you got to look at it. You got to see who it is. And we are tied to these devices that are the main cause of stress in our lives. And it's, it's that it takes up mental space just yeah, a little bit, yeah. just a little bit. And listen, yeah. it, 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 even though you get a notification from someone, if you leave your phone down and don't look at it for 10 minutes, that message is still going to be there in 10 minutes time. And I just done a daily crack on this at this morning. It's telling people that what, like asking people, what are they actually doing for themselves today? And um, that is for them. And sometimes I feel that people need to, if, oh, if you, if you say you're going to, you got to do something for yourself, they need to do something for hours or you're, you know, they need to book a holiday somewhere. It starts off 
by just a couple of minutes of doing nothing. And that couple of minutes for me means putting the phone away and leave it, maybe going for a walk around the block, but without your phone. But for a lot of people, that's actually a stressful experience because they're thinking, oh, what, if, what about that email? If that email comes true and I, I'm not sitting at my desk and I can't respond to it, or if, if, if Sally messages me back, I need to be able to message her. The emails will get responded to. The messages will get sent. But taking that little bit of time just for fucking you and remembering that you're there and take a fucking breath is important because I think a lot of people have forgotten even the last time they've taken a breath. You know? Yeah, dude. So do it for yourself, guys. Okay. That, that's what that's I mean, like I didn't have that until I found spearfishing, you mm. know. Like I didn't like one of one of the things I thought was on here, but I've changed it anyway, was find a hobby. Yeah. But like, you know, like you the reason I started spearfishing was because it, it made me realize that time was like I lost sense of time. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people have that timeless practice you know yeah um oh wait we do but I, like playing games that was also another timeless exercise yeah and i i i like you've been talking about spearfishing i i'm gonna go spearfishing with you one of the days uh, for uh, just for the laugh but i'm so keen on getting a kayak um because i think that for i i've thought about that for so long it's been in my mind it keeps coming jumping in, in and out of my mind loads and every time i've got, been on holidays somewhere i've always gone on a kayaking tour and it's been fucking awesome. Um, and I've seen, like, when I go down doing my daily crack videos down here by the Yara, um, I see kayaks in the shipping lane with all those big fucking ships. So I can take my ship spotting um, new fetish to a whole new level. <laughs> well, I want to get a jet ski. That's my jam. Oh, hey, mate, listen, when we get when we make shitloads of money from our virtual Jack and Juicy, we're going jet, jet skis and hookers and fucking, <laughs> the, fucking the whole nine yards over in Bali. And over in Bali, it's way cheaper than us in Australia. We can get a wow. route for fucking only a couple of fucking couple of dollars. Every time Dave might start swimming about stuff, I'm like, oh, cringe. <laughs> Come out, hookers and drugs again. Shit. That's, that's on my affirmation list. It's like, you know, that like my gr- gratification, the things I'm grateful for, but then the shit I want. I'm fucking like, I have wrote down the stupid money. And what I mean by, by that is I don't want money to be an obstacle. And another way of me saying like stupid money is like jet skis and hookers, baby. You know, so like just the Dan Brazeria lifestyle, just fucking live it up. Money that money can wipe your ass with, but I'm not going to wipe my ass with the money, but I don't want it to be an object or an, uh, an, up, sorry, an obstacle in my life. If I want to fucking do something, I want to be able to do it because I've lived a life like that for so fucking long where everything before you decide, you have to look at your fucking bank account um, and oh no, there isn't enough there and living the life where you're just living, working to pay bills. Fuck that shit. I'm working for me now. I'm working for the lifestyle I want and bills. They'll get, they'll get looked after. That's all factored in. But now jet skis and hookers, baby fucking giddy up. I'm really simple. I just want to go spearfishing, <laughs> but you know, and, and a jet ski will allow me to like zoom off into like when I can't see land anymore and catch some big ass fish. That's it. Simple, sick, simple, sick. No simple well, pleasures. I'll keep the jet skis warm with the hookers. Thanks. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, all right. On to the next one. No worries. <laughs> Surround yourself with people, not hookers. Who- <laughs> Or your goals. <laughs> Listen, they'll support your goals as well. 
You just got to <laughs> let them know what they are and just pay the uh, the top dollar price. <laughs> wow. Um, so this was this was on the back of your one, which was uh, your last one, which was get a coach. I think I think coaches are good and they'll help you. They're one of the people that will sort your shit out. But I think having people in your life that you know that that will push you to do stuff like Loz will push me to like when it's Sunday and I'm like, I don't want to train. And she's like, I want to train. I'm like, I don't want to train. And then we'll end up training and I'll feel better for it. But if you've got people in your life that are like, I don't know, like, you know, the whole, like you're the average of the five most people that hang out with you. It's like, yeah, it it doesn't mean that it's going to be the fucking most enjoyable five people, but they're the ones that are going to, you know, when you're feeling rubbish, you can like, I'd be like, man, I can't be asked training on Wednesday, but I can call you up and be like, what are you doing? I'm going to zoom in. And do the same workout that you are and then you'll blow me off because you're 15 minutes late and creating some stupid workout and i'll be like fuck i'll just do my own workout that's right <laughs> but if you have those people that are all kind of like you know you're on the same you're on the same path and you can put each other's shit then yeah, someone cool. just said jet skis and hookers yeah we talk about everything helen yeah <laughs> but yeah that's that's so true it is like you know if, if you're surrounded with you know and at the, i suppose i think at the time like if you're surrounded with your you're surrounding yourself with non-productive people you don't realize it it takes some sort of a gravity shift or a paradigm shift in yourself to be like okay well i'm i want to pursue something else and then all of a sudden the lifestyle that you're living with these other people is is conflicting um, so it, it's not always obvious, I don't think. Um, but as, I think as you get older, you realize this way more. Like your circle of friends when you're younger can seem quite big. But my, my circle of close friends now is quite small. And I like that. I, I, I don't know if I could handle a lot of friends. You know, like, yeah, like, uh, like you want to bring me to the dark side. But I'm, I'm your, you know, I'm your, uh, what's it called? I was watching The Boys and it's called... Uh, in the boys, it talks about some sort of canary. So when you go into the mines, mm-hmm. every, apparently every every miner has a canary because if the canary dies, the gases. then yeah, from the gases. So like everyone needs their canary. So every time you try and give it to the dark side, I'm like, no, no, bro. You know, I I, I form a certain part of your life, the good yeah. part, yeah, the blessed Alex, part. Alex, can you explain to me in your vision or in your in your own opinion what my dark side is? I don't. I don't know. It's completely dark, but there's some. There's a darkness. <laughs> there's an experimental side. There's an experiment. Okay. Let's say. Let's say this. Your side of the of the zoom is the law. Oh no, I'm the law, and you're you're on the other side. That's a little bit more experimental. <laughs> yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. Experimental. But ex- yeah, experimental. But what? Oh. No, no. But that isn't bad. That isn't bad. Like, there's a whole like. So I was having this discussion with um, my mum at the moment because there's this big cannabis, um, there's a big cannabis vote going on in New Zealand, and there's probably a whole bigger topic around it that people are voting no for. But like, like back in the day, I used to be like, cannabis is bad, rah rah, you know, I've, all the media of it, and then now I'm kind of like, well, it's just a plant. Like we've kind of like, you know, we've kind of fucked up the plant. And, you know, but we're trying to ban a plant or a plant's been called illegal. Yeah. And, you know, that to me is just a bit weird. Like, you know, so I don't think completely everything in the law is correct, but it is what it is. You know, like you, you've got to, I, I, I will walk the, 
the good line. The good line, yeah. 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 Well, it's fun to dibble dabble. It's definitely, I've, I've had a, quite a bit of experience with all sorts of substances uh, along the way and some bad and some I, I, I'm like, I don't like how that made me feel or where it took me to uh, and some fantastic. Some have changed my life um, for the better. And I, probably the, 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 the substances that have done that for me the most have been psychedelics. Uh, really and truly and and I, even on psychedelics I've had bad and scary experiences uh, but I feel it it, um, it shows you something about yourself it's like your own little therapy session and sometimes like I when I talk to you when we're like straight and normal you're you, you can talk to me in a way that kind of like, ah gives me a perspective on things but I feel when I've taken psychedelics you you fit you've learned to figure out these perspectives for yourselves for yourself and sometimes that experience can be fun and fantastic you're laughing the whole time and for a lot of people that's the way the experience is but sometimes it's a rough uncomfortable scary experience but there's a reason it was that way and it's because it has basically we got to find that why we got to dig below the, the the layers because we can put this superficial barrier up um and what the psychedelics will do is a hammer and fucking chisel to break down that bar to break that barrier down to find out what's really going on but you're hammering away at yourself with that this metaphorical hammer and chisel uh, to dig at yourself and that's an uncomfortable experience when people have a, a certain way of behaving or acting or their ego you gotta fucking expose that ego you gotta break it open and find out who the fucking real alex is and who the real demo is well, I think that's the, um, in the tribe of mentors, there's a, um, I don't know, uh, like the tribe of mentors, Tim Ferriss book, he does an interview with someone. And one of the things that that person says is, I think I'd be, the thing I'd be most disappointed is if my daughter never experimented with, you know, psychedelics or something like that. Or was it? And I think the reason was because, you know, we're all going for, like when we go for mindfulness, when we go for, all these meditative practices it's it's to give ourselves a, a different perspective but drug like drugs psilocybin mushrooms they 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 give you another perspective that that you know that might take you know hours of meditation to to achieve you know to pull yourself out of your body you know to separate yourself but but you know like i oh look i i think it's a little bit i think there's definitely a little bit of hypocrisy in the world and that you know where where at one, you know, we're, we're very open for the whole medical area to be about drugs. But then as soon as, you know, someone wants human optimization performance, it's like, oh, no, no, oh, no, that bad. Yeah, I <laughs> but I still behave. I'm still a good Chinese boy that behaves himself. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. we'll corrupt you eventually. Giddy up. I'm your canary, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. That was number three. Wow. Okay. Consistency trumps intensity, um, which means you have, and I think you have Routine. to do something. Every, yeah. But you got to do something every day. And this is where you've got to, you got to have that. You got to have a distribution of activities. You know, it can't always be the hard shit. It can't always be the easy shit. And yeah, it's got to be like a, the more varied you are. And this is the thing, like, you know, like when we all started CrossFit, we're like constantly varied. And it was like constantly varied, 
bleed it's, it's fucking different every day but it was just bleeding through the fucking eyeballs every day you know yeah. like by the end of the week you're just like oh, i'm so fucked up but you yeah. got good results but it wasn't something you could deal with you know like, and i think that's something we're all learning you know like mm. so my thing is always like you got to do something that makes you better so that's like the hard shit um you got to do something that's that's not hard but keeps you moving you know just mm. the moderate stuff yep. and you got to do something you love you know but yeah. it's got to be movement based. If you want to have like a healthy life, it's got to be, you know, do something, do something makes you better, do the shit that you have to do, you know, and then do something that you love. That's, that's my, you know, if you do that in a week, you're probably going to be a pretty healthy person, you know, yeah. where that's like three hard sessions, two moderate sessions. And then that easy sessions, the shit that you love. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's good. That's simple. It's so simple. It's a simple model, but I think people forget it. Forget it so easily. They, 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 a lot of people that we will have come to our gyms associated with doing hard, heavy sessions as the best way to get results. But I think what you're saying there, and I will all, well, me and you will definitely agree with like, that's not the key to it. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, you got to, I think you got to do, but you look, I've, I went down the path of like, I did the CrossFit stuff and then I went keto and I learned about, you know, um, sub-maximal aerobic training. And then so I just did easy stuff. And then now you kind of just, you go full circle and you're like, oh, actually, it's kind of a balance and you kind of got to listen to your body. And, you know, and then like sub-maximal aerobic training is one thing, but, you know, in the, like the stuff that you have to do is the 10,000 steps or like, and that's not even like, that's like, oh, it's like four or five K, oh, no, it's like 10 Ks of walking a day. You know, like we were made to walk, like, walking is our default movement you know we were made to walk long distances and now we're in this we're in this kind of like culture where we have to educate people on giving them purpose to basic movement mm. which is odd but we but that's that's the way that our society is going you know like the only thing that's going to save us from the complete meltdown of the world is if we all got shot into the matrix and become batteries you know, because we're not, we're, we're just getting less and less physical, you know? Yeah. So you've got to give these weird arbitrary rules, like walk 10,000 K, you know, 10,000 steps. But, but if you find something that you love, that is purposeful, um, then you don't have to worry about this. You know, like, I think, you know, like people who are in construction, you don't have to be like, Hey bro, walk 10,000 steps. <laughs> they're, fucking, they're doing it. Manual labor. They're doing it. But, yeah. but will they get the other thing is, will they get to, you know, theoretically, like we're all trying to work towards that um, culturally accepted definition of health, which is, you know, muscle definition, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not going to get there because they're not doing, you know, the hard stuff that's getting them the body that they want or whatever. Mm. So it just depends who you are or, but you can, I think if you break it to those three things, you can then get a coach. They can tell you what the hard stuff is, but you can't forget all the easy stuff either. That's right. Yeah. That's fucking, you're on the ball, Mr. Alex. I'm liking the seven wonders of the world. Good mm. <laughs> go. Got to move it on, bro. All right. Yeah. Last, next one is invest in the work. Invest. Uh, what do you mean about investing? Well, you got to do it. You got to do yeah. it. You got you to you trust the work. Like sometimes I think the work teaches you stuff as well. Mm. You know, like, um, I think the the brackets I have to this is silver bullets are, you know, silver bullets exist. They definitely do exist, 
but they are very expensive more you know more so than than not you know you can go to a fucking person that sucks the fat out of your ass you know we can transplant faces right now you know that's within the realms of possibility but if you don't have money then you got to invest in the work and usually there's lots of truth that's to be found in the work you know like like all the all the coaching in the world won't help you dick if you're not going to put time into doing the work you know because they'll tell you what to do but you got to do it yeah yeah so you gotta trust the process basically that is the one that's the one man that's the trust the process yeah fucking get the work done what was the quote I used before? It was um, it was Mike. I was listening to the Mike Tyson podcast with Joe Rogan, and he was talking when he was training with Custom Customado, um, that you know you don't lo- you don't love the work, but you gotta you gotta do it like you do. You gotta do the work like you love it, and 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 you eventually win because it it is the ha- it is fucking hard and it is un- uncomfortable, and we've all been through it. Not even in fitness, but you think about like you know going through college or you know studying for something like fuck. It's hard, bloody work, but you sit down, you fucking get it done, and then you reap the rewards after. Because it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies the whole way along the journey, but they'll happen. They will happen if you put in yeah. the work. And you got to tr- like, you got to trust. You got to trust in it. Like you know, mm. like I think we look for you know, like when you start studying something, you just like none of this shit is sticking. And then, but you just keep doing the reps. You just keep mm. doing, going over and over it again. And then eventually it sticks and you're like, yes. oh, you got to trust the work. Like that's the same Absolutely. with training, man. Like you're not going to get, you're going to be doing, you're going to be training fucking, you know, I think you'll start training. You probably get really good results at the start, but eventually you won't. And then you've just got to keep doing the reps and you'll, you'll get there, exactly. but you got to trust it. You got to trust the work. Yeah. How long will it take? As long as it takes. Sick. Mm. Giddy up. Loving it. Trust the process. That Was that number five? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. That was number five, yeah. Okay. Number six. Number six. Here we go. Is uh, Tidy the House. Oh, Jordan Peterson stuff, is it? Oh, I don't know if it's Jordan. It's more Mary Kondo. Okay. <laughs> okay. When I, mean, when I mean the house, You're I mean your- like your, I'm talking about your head, like your brain, yeah. you know, okay. like. So this is my jam. This is this is this is why I'm your canary. Okay. So I like Mary Kondo talks about this concept where the house I think the house is a metaphor for everyone's kind of habits, your actions, your whatever, you know, like you live in a house, you look around, and there's just shit, there's just shit in your house that just doesn't need to be there. You know, like, and these are like your values, your just you know, you like, I've got a fucking bike helmet, you know, just a motorbike helmet. I don't even ride a fucking motorbike, but it's just sitting there and it serves no purpose. And I think um, this, the, we've all got these habits, actions, and values in our daily life that don't serve us. You know, whether that's like, this is my analogy, by the way, and because it happened to me. And this is what I think is you've got to reassess all your actions and values and see is, are they serving you? I was walking down Victoria Street one day and I saw, I, I walked in and I walked into the butcher and I was like, hey, bro, can I have a, um, cover, you know, a, a roast? And it was something like, you know, the cost of meat had just gone up and it was something like 20 bucks a kilo or something. And I was like, oh, it's a bit too expensive. So I, I was like, Jack, kept walking down the road. And then I, and then like, it was like a Dan Murphy's or some sellers or something. And it was like, fat yak was like, um, 
Fat Yak was there and they were selling 24 or 48 beers or something for a really cheap price. And I was like, whoa, that's really good. And I don't even drink beer. Like, I fucking hate beer. But I was like, oh, I should go get that because it's such a good deal. And then I was like, fuck, I haven't drunk in beer for like ages. You know, I just don't, there's, I see no value in it. But there was that, just that habit and instinct in my body that was like, oh, that's such a good deal. Mm. And I think we all have that, whether it's with food, whether it's with, you know, like with coaching, because everyone's like, oh, I really want to, you know, I really want to get myself better. And then, um, and then they fucking invest fuck all in, in, in coaching or in fitness. And, and they're like, oh, my, you know, my fucking gym membership's too expensive. I'm like, well, well, how much did you spend buying a fucking round for all your mates? You know, so we've all got these little things that I think, you know, this is just coming from me being Asian and being like fucking cheap, but you got to like, think about all the shit that you do and you got to think, what is the stuff that, and have a tidy up of your habits. Like what is, what is the shit that I'm holding on to that, you know, you like in my twenties, I'd have been like, yeah, that fat yak is such a good value, but it's not serving me anymore. You know, that right. action, that, that concept of cheap alcohol isn't something that's serving me more. And we've got to kind of like go through and just look at the shit and our values and see, well, what's serving me for what I want. So it goes back to number one, which is start with your why. And, yeah, there's other stuff like there's other reasons like drinking serves other things like social connection and acceptance blah 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 but you can do other things you know you can go for a walk with someone you can play board games you can fucking whatever but you gotta do a tidy up of the shit you gotta know what you want first and then you gotta do a tidy up of your life to make sure that you're getting towards that accommodate that yeah, yeah yeah that's good how how can you help someone with that how can you shine a light i think your very first um uh rule or thing that you've learned there was um from the very beginning was find someone's why as you've mentioned there so you, you dig below the layers but then how do you help someone uh declutter their mind how, how, how what would you be your steps or what would be your advice to be someone that's starting in your gym on their on a fitness journey they're looking to lose weight how do you help them declutter what's going on well you kind of look at the you just you, most people inherently know what what's holding them back and i don't i don't really help them declutter there's, there's a book another one you should read motivational interviewing it's about fitness but it's not about telling people the answers, but getting them to come to it themselves. Yeah. So everyone's got actions in their head. Like this is where a coach comes in. Like I don't do jack shit. I just talk to people and I like, I'd be like, okay, well, what do you think? What do you th like? I've looked at your food. I think, you know, I think that um, it looks like you're probably eating a few more calories than you should. What do you think is, you know, what, where do you think that these calories are coming from? What's the, what's the meal that you, you're having an issue with yeah. and they'll go, Oh, you know, I think it's probably lunch. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, what about lunch? What about lunch is the, is the problem? Oh, you know, I'll probably go and buy it. Rah, rah, rah. I'll probably go and buy it at lunchtime at office. And I don't know what's in it. I'm like, okay, well, what could you do to, to solve that? And they're like, oh, maybe give me three options. They list out their three options. And you go, which one do you like the most? Yeah. And you just, because if I'm like, look, you fuck it up lunch, man. Korean fried chicken's fucked up. You should probably do something else. I'm like, you need to do salad. And yeah. they're like, oh, but I don't know how to make salad. You know, yeah. and, you, and you just slowly guide because everyone knows what they have to do, but they need to verbalize it because I was working with a kid who had 
actually, I want to talk about that story. But <laughs> everyone, no one likes to be told what to do. That's right. No one fucking likes to be told what to do. So people need to, in when people verbalize what they can do and you just guide them, because that's all I do, just guide them. They got to walk up the hill themselves. Then they'll more than likely do it. So that's yeah. how I do it. I'm just like, what's holding you back, motherfucker? I'll probably drink too much, which is, fu- I fucking hate that, by the way. Mm. Did you like when the fuck the drinking, when the fuck that we become such alcoholics that people go, oh, I've got a drink. Like, if you have a fucking drink a night, you're a fucking alcoholic. I'm going to straight up say that. Like, like, it's crazy. I'm like, when did we have such a fucking problem with drinking? Like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I'm pretty sure like, oh, I'll probably drink a bit too much. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's another pet hate, but, you know. So then you just guide them into going, hey, what can we do to reduce your drinking? You know, do you yeah. think at the age of 30 that maybe not being able to not have a drink during one night is a bad thing? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, I can, we, I can tell. Listen, and um, and the podcast I done with Lee, we spoke about you know the the me my own journey at the moment, like cutting back. I ain't going to be a fucking teetotaler where I'm stopping drinking. I'm not doing an Alex Chungy on it, <laughs> uh, but I definitely know that it's not been an a, um, advantage to me in you know my new business and all of, all this sort of stuff. It like it it slows you down. Uh, even a, f- a single drink at night interferes with your sleep. And um, so you don't sleep as well. And you spoke about this earlier on. If you don't sleep well, your next day is fucking up in a heap. Your, your brain just isn't functioning. Um, my own personal thing about uh, uh, people drinking, uh, having a drink or two at during the week is I don't, I, I, for most people, it's not just one. It's not just one. Like if, if it was just one, I think that'd be okay. I can think, but like, you know, it's recommended, like, you know, a glass of wine and a, a night is, or a day is absolutely fine. You know, it can, it can work for you, you know, in a good way, but more often than not, it's not just one. I know myself. But this, but this is where it comes into it. Like motivational thing. I'd be like, well, yeah. why are you drinking? Yeah. It's like, cause it tastes good. I'm like, does it? Does it like, you know, like, oh, because I don't know how to... And it comes down to, like, I don't know how to de-stress. De-stress. Like, exactly. Yes. It's stress management. And it, it, yeah. And you go, well, what are some things that you used to do that allow you to manage stress? But the problem is drinking's a fucking silver bullet. Yes. It, it, it's, this, it's the psilocybin of fucking meditation. Mm. You fucking sink it and you're like, boom. You know? Yeah. So you people need to learn how to de-stress. They need fucking... They, they need a learn to read books again they need to learn to go for walks they need to but this shit's hard right it takes effort by the way i think you do i think what you do is good like people need to learn how to still drink and live with their life like i have a different story in that i spent most of my 20s getting fucking smashed on the corporate credit card so i'm done with that stuff Mm. but i feel like it's a very different experience to what other people are having you know so yeah. And I had like drinking things with my family that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, for myself as well, like, I've never actually drank during the week. I don't do that. You know, like, my dad at home, like, the, my, all of our, my family, big drinkers, but my dad won't have a drink at home at all. He'll have drinks in the pub with his mates, and that's it. He doesn't drink at home. 
by himself. Like I've I've done that a fair bit lately because it's obviously harder to see people, and you know I'm comfortable with that. But it's it's definitely not as fun as fucking meeting up with the boys and having a fucking session. You shit talking, and you know sometimes the, the more you drink, the better the crack is, the better the fucking stories get, and the deeper people fucking dig into stories. But um, but that, drink- but that comes down to you know our inability to be open and honest with each other yeah you know, i'm not i'm not saying that it's easy you know but you know for us to sit down and be like oh let's talk about our feelings you know like drinking helps that but absolutely but really what if we could just all do that before and have fun you know that's right i don't know it, I, I, I think that, it, that there needs to be that ability there to feel fucking comfortable number one it's about the, the people that's around you as well i do you feel comfortable with your close circle of mates to be able to talk about shit when you're feeling fucking down. And this is a big issue with fucking lads. This, like, especially at the moment, but always before anyway, like the fellas don't talk about stuff, you know? And and sometimes it, it, it takes a fucking shit ton of alcohol for them to be able to, oh, listen, man, this is what I'm actually going through at the moment. But at that stage, it can be too fucking late. So the people, the people that you're around. Hookers and jet skis. Hookers and jet skis. (laughs) (laughs) That'll sort you out, buddy. (laughs) But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's having that, it's, it's knowing that you can be open and vulnerable with people and it's not a weakness. It's not something that you should be ashamed of and it shouldn't, require alcohol to pry that out of you. you know? Just don't do it on a Facebook lives. <laughs> Fuck, I do it on a Facebook live. That's all right. Man, I use my Facebook lives as fucking therapy oh, and just oh, blurt, blurt it all out. And yeah, people, some people can resonate with it. Other people can't. doesn't matter. For me, it's, it's, um, it is a good way for me to fucking just vent. And I, I sometimes have these little realizations myself. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's how I feel about that. You know, because I'm saying it and I'm, you know, because I'm saying it directly at the camera and it's just, it's, it's, it's just flowing, flowing, flowing. And then I've said it and I'm like, oh, fuck, there you go. That's fucking, that's a bit more of myself I've just discovered. That's a conversation for another time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel a certain thoughts about that. <laughs> really? Well, we'll talk about it another time. Okay. We'll another okay. Time. Fair enough. Don't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Finally, finally the, the final, final one. one. Final one. I think we're. I think we've maybe got into an hour now. Maybe yeah. the final one is uh, the measure of your fitness should be the things you do outside of the gym. But I'm going to change that mm. and measure your fitness in the shit that's important because I think like, you know, like, you know, we we go into the gym and we're like, yeah, one RMs, and if one RMs make you feel better, that's amazing. But if you, you know, if it if you're getting fucked up in the gym for for no reason and it doesn't really contribute to you know like why are we getting fit you know like i'm getting fit because i want to f- catch a fucking bluefin tuna and kingfish nice but you know um but you got to know what you're doing right you got to like it goes back to number one but you didn't have to measure the right shit you know if you're doing it to be healthy then you know go get some bloods done go figure out what's you know what's going to get you healthier healthier mm. and um yeah that's that's it. The measure of your fitness should be the shit you do outside of the gym, not inside it. But yeah. if inside of the gym is what's important to you, then measure away. Measure <laughs> measure, measure those kilos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the question I suppose we should pose to anyone that's listening is, what is it that you're measuring right now? 
what are you doing for you right now that isn't just a back squat? Yeah. Or calories, counting calories. No. What are yeah. you doing? And I think I think measures also that term like that really kind of um it's, it's I say measure. I say, you know, it's it's counting in, in you know, how do you measure an experience? But um yeah, so that's that's the that's my my final thing. And measuring is important mm. if it's important to you, you know. But you got to measure the right shit. Yeah, absolutely. What what things can you measure? Every, pretty much everything, can't you? Like you know, it's um, in some way, shape, or form. If let's say uh, for my, myself, for example, I want to, I'd love to get into kayak, and I want, I'm, I'm fucking going to do it. I'm going to get a fucking kayak. But like, you Just know, borrow my kayak, bro. Hopefully, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll borrow it. So I, I, I probably will. Hopefully the bubble will fuck off by um, Sunday. So I'll be able to come in and collect it. But, um, you know, it, it, a simple measure of that will be like, okay, the first day you're out, like how, how long can you stay out there without like going, oh, I'm wrecked. You know, that was only two hours I was staying out there. My hands blistered up and I'm fucking bollocks. You know, it took me an effort to get back in. And when I, went late, when I came back in, I was I, like, I couldn't actually get the, the kayak out of the water for about 20 minutes because I needed to recover. So then... The next time you go out, you can stay out for longer and longer. You know, you, these are your little measures all the time. And how much are you actually enjoying it then? You know, does it give you joy? Does it, does it help that brain defragging? You know, are you out there, are you, are you constantly still thinking about the stuff at home, that those emails, the relationship, the fucking, the kids? Um, well, then it's not working. It's not, the, it's not the right thing for you. Or maybe you're not uh, fully engrossing yourself in it. Many ways to measure it. I think there's, and there's many ways to skin a fucking cat. It, it, but mate, the only way to measure kayaking is the the size of the snapper that you catch out of Port Phillip Bay. There you go. You know, can you get to Altona? Do you know where Altona Reef is? It's apparently two k's out. And can you get yourself a massive red? Like that? Like that's sick. You know, mm. you can feed the family. <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, but you know, there, there's definitely other. You know, like for me, the the measure is. You know, did you go snowboarding for three days in a row, and can you still walk? Can you, exactly. you know, that for me is the is the measure. Yeah. I know the I know we want to measure stuff in in, in pain, <laughs> yeah, in pain, and you know, in tiredness, but measure it in like fun. You know, mm. did you did you go out for three hours and have a fucking good ass time? You know, were you able to? You know, were you able to run through the woods and not feel tired? You know, and if you couldn't can't find a speed that you can you know yeah um that's that's the measure for me it's not not so much the yeah that's the measure it's not it's not a measure maybe maybe it's not a measure i don't know i don't know man don't hire me as a coach (laughs) 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 oh jesus uh uh, it's good man it's good those those are an epic seven an epic seven um lessons that you have learned in your time probably fucking being alive never mind just being a fitness instructor i'm way older than you aren't i fuck what age are you 36 i'm i'm exactly 36 as well mate oh yeah okay (laughs) who the the fuck was i talking to who was who like i was like man you're you're young ass (laughs) i i like i i never like i've never really said you know like oh i'm getting old or anything like this but I get a shock when i'm like have people join in my gym and they're born in the 2000s when I'm putting yeah. in their like their date of birth, I'm like, what the fuck? This cunt was only born yesterday. And then I'm like, oh, we've been 20 years in the 2000s. Like <laughs> we should, we should, we should like do another podcast, which is 
the things I knew, like Man. if I was, yeah, the thing, I don't know, something like that. Like, if I knew know, then I, what I knew, or if I knew then what I knew now, <laughs> yeah, mate, crazy. Man, I would have fucking opened her brand, felt her tit. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking go for it. <laughs> Can't do that shit now. You can you canary. You canary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get gassed up, man. Get back out. Um, well, that's uh that's that's a wrap, man. Sick. That was a that's... fucking epic um, episode. Um and boys and germs, um, we're gonna keep popping them out. Um if we will, as I said, I'll put the post, I'll post in the description our Jack and Juicy live um thing that we do on Zoom every Tuesday and Thursday. If you want to give that a crack, um, check out functional you um Facebook page, Instagram page, and CrossFit Westgate's Instagram page and Facebook page if you want to see more of this shit that we do um, that is live and it's a bit of fun. So it's um, good night for me and it's good night from him. Giddy up. Good, good luck, Victoria, for Sunday. Yes. Fuck yeah. Fingers crossed. Six Ks, here we come. Six Ks. <laughs> Six Ks. Giddy up. Oh. All right. Chat to you soon. Giddy up. <laughs>